The content of the Tandem Radio program and website is intended for general information purposes only. It's not designed to provide listeners with specific and personal financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or other advice. The views expressed by show hosts, their guests, and callers are their own and should not be construed in any way as opinions of Tandem Radio or the Bridge FM Network. We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours, says Psalms 128.2. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian. And it is a beautiful morning, starting out an incredible holiday weekend. And uh, I am uh, so excited about today's show because not only do we have a great topic to protect and serve, but my good friend Sean Golden, who's a sheriff of Monmouth County, is here with me this morning. He was here on the show about a year ago, and I'm just excited to have him back. And uh, we have so much to cover today. I know you're going to be, especially right after this crazy storm we had this past week, you are going to be really riveted with a lot of great information today. So business owners or people who are interested in business, our goal today is to point you to God's Word and guide you and help you realize that uh, the Bible has all the answers you need for your business as well as your life. And um, we have someone who we bring in every week who has expertise in different areas who help you to understand um, what they do and how they do it and how it impacts business in general. So today our guest is Sean Golden, the Sheriff of Monmouth County, also a professor at Monmouth University and other accolades, but we're going to come to Sean in a minute, so I don't want to steal his thunder. And the theme of the show today is to protect and serve. But it's Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And like Kevin, our announcer, said, I'd like to welcome not only our regional audience, but also our national and international audience as well. We love to get those emails from out of the country and from other states. It's so good to hear from you. And of course, our, our listening area for FM is uh, in the Northeast here, but uh, we get those contacts from around the globe, and uh, it's good to hear from you. Feel free to send in your requests and questions at info at tandemradio.com. That's our website, info at tandemradio.com. We have a lot of great information there for you. But let's start to show off, as we do every week, with Scripture. God puts uh, Scriptures on my heart during the week, and um, we I get to them, uh, meditate on them, and sometimes they tie right into the show, and sometimes they don't seem to, but God always puts it all together by the end of the show. And our goal is to point you in His direction so that you can realize how uh, He can impact your business, not just your personal life. But let's start with the Scriptures today. Proverbs 2.11, Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Romans 13.1, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. 
1 Peter 5.2, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. So again, welcome everyone to Tandem Radio Live, and um, I just want to get right to our guest today. To protect and serve is our theme today, and I couldn't think of anyone better to talk about that topic than a guy who uses that as his motto on his website, the Sheriff of Monmouth County, Sean Golden. Sean, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Oh, it's good to have you, especially after all this craziness. It's been a a busy week here. I could could imagine, and uh, many people know how the Northeast got hammered, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But Sean, before we go there, let's just, uh, why don't you just give a little background to the audience. It's been a year since you've been on the show, and uh, at that time you were running for sheriff. Now you're actually the sheriff of uh, Monmouth County, and uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about your background. Well, sure. I mean, the, the run for sheriff was interesting, uh, always when you run a campaign. I mean, that was a very interesting aspect of my life mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the whole processes and everything, and it worked out well. So uh, here I am uh, in the sheriff's seat for uh, the next several years, and I look forward to continuing to serve uh, the residents of Monmouth County. But, uh, yeah, you know, listen, I grew up in Monmouth County all my life. Mm. So, uh, you know, I was in Madeline and Colts Neck, and now I live in Farmingdale with my wife and two kids. And, um, you know, I went to schools at Brookdale Community College and Monmouth University. It feels like I never really got out of the county. <laughs> you know, I did my master's degree at Seton Hall and Fairleigh Dickinson and and uh, you know, I just uh, I love I love teaching. Uh, that's a passion of mine. So, uh, Monmouth U has been uh, very good good to me in terms of being an alumni and, and being a professor over there for seven years. And oh wow! Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I just love the interaction, and uh, you're always learning in a learning environment. I say so. Uh, you know, that's a good thing. But uh, you know, 20 years in law enforcement service, and you know, 25 plus in the public safety field with you know being a volunteer firefighter and EMT in the community and then mm-hmm. working as a medic. So, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of public safety experience in terms of emergency management and incident command and, and the like. And, uh, you know, all that got some uh, pretty good use over the last week and a half. So. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's funny, Sean, because I know when we booked you on, because you, you have a tight schedule and we, we got you in this week, I was thinking to myself, you know, how, how are we going to tie the sheriff's office into business and business owners and all that stuff? And then you have a catastrophe like we have with this yeah, storm. Yeah, well, no question. And it, it I becomes mean, very evident, right? We're, we're, we're working with business. As we speak today, uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you earlier, uh, you know, our FEMA, our sheriff's office is working with the uh, FEMA teams that are coming in to the county, visiting uh, business owners and, and homeowners, you know, mm-hmm. to see and assess the damage uh, so that we can uh, put pressure on FEMA here to get the declaration of disaster for Monmouth County and, and try to uh, assist those in, in seeking claims. So that's that's one aspect of it. But, you know, we're, al- we're always engaged at the sheriff's office and business sure. owners. Uh, you know, I've, I, I spoke with many Kiwanis and and Rotary clubs and uh, business associations, uh, you know, and I continue to do that. You know, I've I've been in your your right. uh, association, so uh, you know, I was just at the uh, Kiwanis Club, and I, I did some speeches uh, for the Rotary Club. So we keep, you know, we keep engaged in businesses mm-hmm. and, and and let them know what the sheriff's office is doing, you know, for uh, business owners throughout the community here in Monmouth County. Well, you mentioned FEMA, and I know we talked a little bit about that before, and maybe we should get all our storm issues out of the way now. <laughs> we'll talk about the rest yeah, of the stuff later, because yeah. there's so many good things going on. Um, but let's talk about FEMA for a second. I, I thought that was very interesting how you mentioned the declaration issue and how that how important that is really to people in general here in the area, and, and especially to business owners who may have been impacted by the storm. Yeah, no, no, no question. Um, I know the governor's been uh, working, his, his executive staff uh, in New Jersey here has been unbelievable through the storm and, and putting the same kind of pressures, one on... 
on the utilities to get them back up and running because mm-hmm. you know we're you know we're we're post storm now uh five six days and we have uh, you know still residents in Monmouth County and business owners in Monmouth County without power so we've been pressuring JCPNL to get the power back up and running for them for the mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend and that that was important and then as you said uh, working with FEMA uh, so that uh, we have an avenue to have uh, claims in terms of business losses and uh, homeowner losses you right. know if if you don't have flood insurance this is a uh, truly a disaster. Um, as it leaves the burden on the individual or the business owner, so we're we're trying to work our best, and, and you know we've conducted all the estimates throughout the last week. Our emergency management team, you know, we were saying how post storm is more work than pre storm, <laughs> yeah. and it is. Uh, you know, gathering up all the assessments uh, from the local business owners and gathering up the assessments from the homeowners, packaging them up, and then you know, my, my as we speak today, this morning we had a briefing, and the sheriff's officers are out. Escorting the FEMA agents around the mm-hmm. uh, around the county to make sure that uh, hey we get a stake at the at the claim process here. All right, and and what does that claim process really mean? I mean, you surprised me when you told me that, but let's share that with the audience. What does the claim process really mean well, to what, the average what, person? What will happen is uh, we'll you know if they if they issue the declaration, and we've done this, we did this during a snowstorm as well. There was mm-hmm. some severe damage, and and um, if they issue a declaration, then uh, we're, they'll open up claim centers. Uh, you know, oh, wow. generally we we've opened up three if we had a bad nor'easter. We had a snowstorm. They'll they'll open up you know three or four claim centers, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that's where the business owners or the individuals can go and and make claims on damages that you know, they sustained during the storm. So people who don't have flood insurance may very well yeah, be able to be compensated. I mean, at least that's an avenue. Right. You know, it's not a hundred percent, but at least gives them a chance at some type of compensation or or re, you know some reimbursement for their loss. Now, I I had heard the uh, president had made some type of declaration before the storm. What yeah, did that mean that's to us? A, that's a declaration of emergency. There, you know, there's two different things, and, and the governor did, and then a lot of the count, Monmouth County did, and then the local municipalities. And, and that's a formal, that's just a formal process of, de, you know, doing a declaration of emergency before the storm arrives. Mm-hmm. What that allows is us to mobilize the National Guard, for instance, okay. uh, on the governor's end. So, you know, you, you, when you have a declaration, that allows you to mobilize resources uh, that you wouldn't other, otherwise be able to do normal in the normal day course of business. So okay. um, that that's always helpful. And uh, the, free, the the Board of Freeholders followed suit with that in Monmouth County. They were great about following right on the governor's heels. And that allows us to mobilize generators and, and um, you know, all the other resources that we need to uh, attack the storm. And, and we did. You mm-hmm. know, we had uh, Red Cross shelters set up throughout uh, we had our own Monmouth County SCAP buses, our senior citizen uh, buses, transportation, running bus routes to different towns and bringing them back to the uh, Red Cross shelters. So it allows mobilization like that that otherwise we wouldn't be able or really don't have the authority to do outside of a declaration of emergency. So that's one. And then there's the declaration for disaster recovery. Um, five counties up north have already seen that that declaration because mm-hmm. of the extensive flooding um, around the Passaic Rivers and, and so forth. And uh, we're hopeful, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure that we're going to get the same uh, around the shore communities. Now, of course, as sheriff, you also oversee the Office of Emergency Management. So you're not only you know dealing with your day to day 600 men, prison, all this yeah. stuff, which we'll get to in the next segment. But you had to jump in, obviously, and and lead the OEM. No question, our emergency management. We have uh, planners, and and we have. Uh, uh, emergency, emergency management coordinators in the OEM. Uh, we have a bunker, you know, we call it the bunker, um, right. you know, that our emergency operations uh, center, that's where all the information comes into. Okay. And uh, we monitor that with the utility companies and, and the Red Cross and everything. So, 
So, um, so you you go out, you get this decoration. Obviously, you know you get the storm coming, and you can't predict where it's going to go or how it's going to go. But yet, you were able to pull together all these resources. Even you said you interacted with the Red Cross. I know Saturday I got a, uh, an email, and we I went over to the high school, yeah, and, to, and it was an evacuation. Yeah. So, how did that all go? I mean, I think where we went, it, it went very well. Went relatively right well. I mean, considering you know we, I mean, we'll do a uh, a post storm plan, uh, mm-hmm. but. You know, when you think, in, at least in my lifetime in public safety here in Monmouth County, uh, we've never had a mandatory evacuation, and we've never had um, evacuation shelters. Okay. So if you factor <laughs> those two in, right. you know, we went to the plan, and uh, we in our plan we identify those uh, high schools that had generation power and, right. you know, are able to sustain power outages and, and the like. And uh, all in all, it worked, rel- it worked well for us. I mean, uh, when we look at the statistics, we had over 2,600 people oh, okay. uh, that, you know, and these are for people that are emergencies. They, they don't have family or friends. They can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have monetary uh, uh, initiatives where they can just go out to a hotel room. So, you know, these are people that really uh, need help. They need and, it. Uh, yeah. And we were, we, we were glad to help them. I could see that. Well, kudos to you because I think uh, it went very well. We're going to talk more. Uh, we're going to put the storm behind us and talk more about yeah. what you do directly. Yeah. But I just wanted to get that on the table today. I think the Red Cross did a great job. I know from what I saw, there was about five, six hundred people who were evacuated, and we seem to have everything under control yeah. very well. And your guys were you can't do it without the volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to tell you, your guys were excellent. They really uh, protected and served, which yeah. is the theme of our show yeah. today. You listen to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn Delake and your host. Excited to have Sean Golden. Not only the sheriff of Monmouth County, but a professor at Monmouth University and a whole bunch of other accolades that we probably won't get to today. But uh, good to have Sean in the uh, in the studio today, especially in the aftermath of what we all just went through in the Northeast. But so much more to cover and how uh, the sheriff's office actually interacts with businesses every day. Stay tuned. Right after the break, we'll be back. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry, starting back in the 1950s by sports legends like Branch Rickey, Otto Graham, and John Wooden. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Billy Graham wrote, FCA has grown into the most extensive ministry of its type in the world. For more information, our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. See, SAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let CSAVSystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, CSAVSystems.com can help you enhance your business. 
To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live, not only broadcasting live on the Bridge FM network up and down the East Coast, but also um, broadcasting on the Internet at TandemRadio.com. So if you're listening to TandemRadio.com, you're getting all the information, plus seeing all types of resources there for you. The scriptures for today, Proverbs 2.11, discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. That's one of the reasons why I asked Sean to come in this morning. We're here with Sheriff Monmouth County Sheriff Sean Golden, and uh, he's... uh, has some unique insights for us today, and I think God is very clear in Proverbs. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. So you need to have a good understanding of things. Romans 13, 1, uh, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Next time you're thinking about uh, casting aspersions about our authorities or things that they fell <laughs> short on, think about it. These are assigned by God, and I know that's the case in Sean, because he's a good guy. And uh, lastly, 1 Peter 5, 2, and this one, Sean, is directly for you, I think. Um, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, because you have so many people technically under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest game, but eager to serve. And I know that uh, ties right into not only our topic today, to protect and serve, but also our guest. And Sean, yeah. I'm glad you're here. Um, you know, we have a lot to talk about. So let's let's just back up for a second with you, and then we're going to dig into some different issues. Why law enforcement? What you've been in it twenty five years? What got you in that direction? Uh, you know, I I just you know early on in, in my teenage years, I just had a, a passion for helping people, and you know, mm-hmm. I, so many times I have an interviews right with prospective candidates, whether they're coming in for law enforcement or you know corrections or or uh, emergency nine one one center, and uh, I always look in their eye when they say you know because usually you get the standard answer. I like to help people, right? You know, and and I, you know. It, Liking to help people, but being passionate about it, I, I think, uh, you know, I use the word passion because it's just something that uh, I remember uh, just trying to answer the call as a volunteer firefighter and EMT in, in, a, in a community of Colts Neck and, you know, getting up in the middle of the night and, and have no problems with it and just passionate uh, about it. And I think that's that still holds true today. I mean, uh, the, my wife during the storm you know, uh, God bless her because, you know, she watches over the two kids and, you know, here we have a hurricane coming in and she knows I'm going out the door and probably won't see me for a couple of days, which, you know, was true. We were all bunked up, uh, you know, using cots in the the bunker over there in the emergency ops center. And, and she goes, uh, you know, I'm walking out the door. She said, be careful, but she goes, you know, you love this stuff, (laughs) you know, and, uh, she's right. You know, I mean, uh, you know, no, not even a thought of, or, or going out the door and, you know, going out to, uh, help our people of, of the County and you get in, I get in my, uh, staff and, and all my employees geared up for it uh, mm-hmm. a couple of days before, you know, we rev them up and, you know, we get everybody in place and, you know, make sure their families are taken care of and, and sheltered. And, and we did that. Right. Uh, we had a shelter uh, set up for uh, my employees in case they wanted to bring their families to a, um, a shelter so that they can work right. you know, through the, the number of hours through the whole weekend uh, during a storm. So, and that's important. You have to care for, you know, there's so much caring for our employees as we go on. I, I, uh, you know, but I, I uh, really, I, I felt this passion early on in my teenage years, and and it just evolved into something that I'm just very uh, proud of in terms of, 
you know, my being involved in the in the fire field and the EMT paramedic field and and the law enforcement field. So, mm. you know, this was you know to to have the top job. I mean, is is special to me. I'm honored, right. you know, to have it. And uh, you know, I, I wear that on my sleeve every day in terms of uh, you know having having the responsibility over the the people here in Monmouth County. Mm. So. And uh, you have been doing a good job of that for sure. And I, I know it's from the heart, and that's why I love having you on the show because yeah. I, I see it in your eyes and know where it comes from. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're a man of faith, and uh, you even talked about calling your pastor during the storm, and I'm sure the churches were involved. And uh, it's so good to see that. Again. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've had, and, and you know, you talk about, we've had so so many churches of all faiths really during the storm. Um, you, you know, call us and right. say, what What do you need? Can we be of any assistance? Can we help shelter people? Can we help mm. feed them? Can we volunteer? I mean, that was uh, very, um, very heartening for us, uh, you know, to see that um, outpouring of volunteerism come through from the different communities and different faiths right. throughout the county. Yeah. And as we say, God shows up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so you got into law enforcement, you got excited about it. And uh, it's interesting where you mentioned, you know, it, kudos to you for setting up things for the people who are working for your family, because you think about it, you know, you want to rush out of the house, but your family's there. You're wondering, are they going to be in yeah, peril? We, we don't want the employees to be worried about their family. Sure. So, uh, you know, we we had set up a place where they had uh, uh, shelter and they had uh, food and, and cots and everything and, you know, a, a place for their pets. So if they had to come in. <laughs> into work, uh, you know, that's that's what we did. And then they could also see their family during uh, what we what we really call a kind of a debriefing period or, you know, just a rest period. So if they right. came off the road, um, any of the county employees, if they came off the road, um, they could stop in, you know, and, and do a rehab. In other mm -hmm. words, you know, get a little shut-eye and get some food and then get back out on the road for us. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's good that you care for those people. I mean, you need to. I mean, those people are out there helping others, and they need to be yeah. refreshed as well. Now, let's talk about the sheriff's office a little bit from a business perspective, because I don't think a lot of people realize what it takes to really run a sheriff's office. I mean, 600 and we some have, odd employees, uh, right? 630 employees in go. the Monmouth County Sheriff's Office, and um, uh, close to a $70 million budget. It's wow. $69.3 million. And, um I tell you, it's it's a dedicated staff, and 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 you know what you said about caring for people. I mean, I I start off every every morning. For me, I get in the office about six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, and my staff, uh, if anybody is in at that time, they don't bother me till about eight thirty because they know <laughs> I I take that time in the morning to uh, write notes to my employees or send them a card if I have you know somebody that had a birth announcement or you know somebody had a death in their family or you know. Um, somebody's not not well and in the hospital. It, you know, it's important. I think just to touch base with your employees mm, and sure. you know have those. You know, and that's that's how I spend the first hour of my day. And then I hit the emails and try to get that cleaned up before my nine o'clock staff meetings. So, you know, it's uh, it's a challenge and um, it is a business. Uh, we have uh, a number of uh, aspects to it when you when you talk about business and revenue and and then and paying the bills I mean we have revenue generation and upwards of 16 million dollars um, in in both uh, the Monmouth County Correctional Institution and then we serve uh, our civil service uh, which services a number of court uh, documents and mm. and does that process of um, you know serving all the writs and the and the foreclosures and the like and then then our shared services over at the 911 Communications Center. I mean, that's uh, revenue that we collect uh, from the municipalities and, and you know, um, do construct that service. So, 
you know, all the way around, it's, uh, you know, those are my three major divisions. Mm-hmm. I have a corrections division, which is the right. Monmouth County Correctional Institution. It's the largest county institution in, in the state of New Jersey. Oh, really? Okay. Thir- yeah, we, we have uh, almost 1,300 inmates wow. in that institution and, you know, uh, just about 400 employees over there. Wow. And then our law enforcement division, which is the courts and all the civil process servers and the, the warrants and canine and all the special uh, response services. And then my communications division, which is uh, 911 operators and my emergency management staff mm-hmm. and the like is over in our communications division. So all three of them are uh, busy. You know, they're all 24-7 operations. Right. So my phone always rings, although I've, we put a new system in place where I get more emails than phone calls <laughs> now. It works out better. You know, it's less disruptive to my family. So. Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the communication ways have been changing dramatically, yeah. right? But that's interesting that you mentioned not only that you have to manage, obviously, a budget, like most people would assume, you know, a county organization, but you actually have income you have to deal with as well. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, over in the, our correctional institution, for instance, we uh, lease out the empty bed space. So if we have um, beds that are empty, we kind of run it like a, almost a hotel. So <laughs> we will lease out that bed space to, um, you know, New Jersey State uh, Corrections or, or the um, Department of ICE or um, human services. So we rent those beds out where, um, you know, we're actually collecting income on the, on the empty beds. So you have to manage not only uh, your budget, but your cash flow as well, like a business yeah, owner. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's all you know, right down to the penny. We know how, how much every individual costs us uh, in that facility when we're holding them. Um, and it's a large operation. So it's, it's you know, 1,300 people. It's a small town. Right. And uh, we have to feed them. We did some privatization initiatives with privatizing some of the assets. We privatized uh, health care. Okay. We, as a private company, uh, f- uh, food uh, services. You know, I laughed that the food uh, company is Gourmet Dining. Uh, they <laughs> that's the name the, of it? They, that's the name of it. You know, so I, ca- I catch a little heat over the name of the food service company. But at the end of the day, you know, that that's a competitive bid that we put out every every two years, both for healthcare care and, and the food service and commissary. Right. And uh, so it's competitive. Right. And we've driven down those costs because of the competition. So, we, you know, that's worked out well for us. Uh, we had decreased food costs in healthcare, and you, you heard me right. I mean, healthcare. Our, we had a decrease in the contract oh, a right. year and a half ago. Wow. Now, who has that in healthcare? Yeah, sure. You know, so we're we're proud of that. Um, you know, those are the three areas that we privatized in the correctional facility, and and they're working out well. When, real quick, when you speak to these business groups you mentioned before, are, are you speaking to them specifically about sheriff-related services, or are you giving some business insights? We're going to talk more about that yeah, after the break. Yeah, a little bit of but. both. I mean, I, we, we do some business insight because you just heard me say, right. you know, with the correctional institution and working with private companies, you know, we have uh, quite a bit of experience with, uh, you know, different businesses in terms of, you know, uh, janitorial supplies, food mm-hmm. services, commissary, healthcare. I mean, all of these uh, types of businesses are in, we're interacting with uh, on a daily basis. And, um, you know, so we, we talk a little bit about insight in, in, in terms of business management. And then we also, um, you know, speak about, you know, external factors in business, you know, and, and I explained to them uh, one about, you know, gang activity around their businesses, how that can affect uh, businesses, so we mm-hmm. talk a lot about uh, you know gang recognition and gang activity. How can, how can we attack that? You know, because listen, if you have gang activity around, uh, that means that you know there's thefts and burglaries, and you know that's going to be problematic for businesses. So we teach right. them how to recognize that. 
All right, great. Well, we're going to come back to that because I want to talk more about that. And uh, again, welcome to Tandem Radio Live. We're here with our guest, Sheriff Monmouth County Sheriff Sean Golden, uh, who just has a, a lot of information to share with us. I hope we get to a lot of it today at the show. But uh, if you're tuning in, uh, don't forget tandemradio.com is just a great place for resources. You can send your requests at info at tandemradio.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question about business, if you have a question for our guest. Of course, there'll be a link on tandemradio.com to the Sheriff's Office and to Sean Golden's website so you can uh, get more information there. And if you're a business owner, if you haven't taken advantage of the resources there, you need to do so. But we're here every Saturday morning, different guests every week, uh, just bringing you the good news on business and pointing you in the direction of God's Word to help you in your business decisions. We'll be right back after this. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. More information at tandemradio.com. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. More on You Can Be Found at tandemradio.com. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialistnj.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or my website at tandemradio.com. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. 
Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, and thank you, Lord, for such a beautiful weekend out there. I know we can't wait to get on the road today and out there with our family. So God bless all of you that are enjoying this beautiful holiday weather. I hope that you will uh, take some time to rest this weekend uh, and uh, just uh, glorify God in all that you do. We're here with our ho- with our guest, Sean Golden, the sheriff of Monmouth County, and uh, who's also a professor at Monmouth University and many other things, and uh, uh, oversees Office of Emergency Management and many other other things throughout the county with our program title today to protect and serve and i just want to hit on the scriptures again proverbs 211 discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you and i'm going to ask uh, sean to talk to that about using discretion and so forth um romans 13 1 let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which god has established the authorities that exist have been established by god and first peter 5 2 be shepherds of god's flock that is under your care watching over them not because you must but because you are willing as god wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain but eager to to serve. That applies not only to our guests, but so many people he oversees, but also to business owners out there. I can't express this one enough. I know in the scripture, it initially starts off talking about elders, but if you're in a control situation where you're responsible for people, whether it's five or six people in a small office or it's five or 600 people in a larger facility, remember this, 1 Peter 5, 2, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. God put you there and he put them there under your care, watching over them, not because you must but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. And of course, our theme today is to protect and serve. So, Sean, again, we're excited to have you here today, and I thank you for coming in. Sure. It's always good to have you. Let's talk, you were talking before the break a little bit about gang activity, and I want to touch on that because sometimes business owners don't realize how that really impacts um, a business, especially how it can impact not only a community, but the businesses in that community. So let's talk a little bit more about that. No question, and that's why we we try to... uh create that awareness when we go out and, and speak with uh, the different clubs and associations mm-hmm. uh, just to make them aware that, hey, you know, if you have uh, local, graf- you know, even graffiti on the back of your business or, you know, something had occurred, report it. It's so important to report that um, to the uh, local police departments and, and, and working with the sheriff's office and the prosecutor's office uh, to make sure that, you know, we're paying attention to those you know the, the the little things lead to big things, right. and uh, you know that that is the case with gang activity. You know we see, um, you know some of those smaller incidents. You know the petty thefts and and the shoplifting and, and you know the small graffiti. All of a sudden, can you know particularly in in your community uh, grow into a serious serious problem if we mm-hmm. if we don't step in and, and address it. Um, and you know so that we try to bring that awareness to the business owners say hey you know it's important that you pay attention to those those types of signs in right. and around your community um you know so we've been getting that message out we talk about safety we talk about camera systems and you know um, reporting process and and security uh, we also um you know we lend a, a helping hand uh we, we send our inmate labor out uh, to a lot of communities, oh, okay. not to the business themselves, because we don't deal in, in terms of the business, but we right. deal in communities. So, you know, for instance, uh, you know, Frio Borough, uh, we were out with uh, their business improvement district and, mm-hmm. and Mr. Gatto cleaning up all the parking lots and all the landscaping and, and uh, painting 
uh, some of the walls that need to be painted in around the Frio Borough Business District. Oh, and wow. So, you know, that's we try to help in that beautification process, and we're down, uh, we'll be down in Asbury this month mm-hmm. doing the same thing in their business uh, improvement district down in Asbury. And um, you bring a bus full of inmates We in bring, uh, you know, uh, a manageable, not a bus full. <laughs> we bring a manageable, uh, you know, usually uh, five to ten okay. uh, inmates. And, uh, you know, these are all inmates that have been screened. They're uh, nonviolent, low-impact offenders. Uh, that have been screened uh, by not only the court system but by our internal system, saying yeah, they 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 can go out into the community and and serve some um, time. What we call the uh, the uh, labor alternative program. Okay, uh, and that's worked out well for us, and that that reduces sentencing as well, mm-hmm. and uh, allows us to get them out in the communities and participate. And we we try to hit those those business improvement districts in or around Monmouth County. Uh, right. We've been in Frio Borough. We've been in uh, up and down the coast, uh, particularly after storms like this. Right. We'll have the, the uh, inmates out uh, conducting uh, cleanup uh, mm-hmm. for some of the, the communities, uh, cleaning up some trees and the branches and sweeping up and everything. And that's worked out well. And, and that's, you know, that's a, a way of, uh, you know, I consider it the rehabilitative process and a way for them to give back, right. you know, to the communities. And uh, so we try to work with business owners. We, we don't give them directly to business owners because right. we don't want to, you know, but in terms of community, certainly an association can get together and ask their, uh, you know, business improvement district or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of call the sheriff's office and, and request, you know, some labor to come down and, and beautify, you know, their uh, Main Street, so to speak. Right. So uh, th- that's gone a long way for us. And, and we, we put them to work and it's a very successful program for us. Now, I'm just curious, are there inmates that participate in that program that don't necessarily stay in the prison? Like they're, they're, they're maybe sentenced to work labor or we something? Do, we, do, we, we have um, what we call weekend sentencing now. That was an alternative sentencing um, that, that I had worked with uh, the court system and the Bar Association uh, last year when I first became sheriff, and we put in some alternative sentencing program. Okay. Um, and it's, it's called weekend uh, work release. Uh, th- that's for people so that, you know, um, they can hold on to their jobs during the week, mm. you know, because um, when you look at individuals, you know, you get into that that cycle. I call it the, really the mean cycle. You know, let's say you were uh, driving while suspended or driving without insurance or something. It's nonviolent offense. Um, but all of a sudden you end up in a 60-day jail sentence or a 30-day jail sentence. Well, you just lost your job because right. you've been put away for 60 days or 30 days. And so, you know, we went to the courts and did an alternative sentence and say, how can we have these people keep their jobs, report in on Friday after work, you know, stay the weekend, and we put them to work washing fire trucks or washing police cars or, you know, mm-hmm. the first aid ambulances. We, we throw them into different communities, and they do those work programs for us. And then, uh, you know, they serve their sentence on the weekends, and right. uh, this way they keep, you know, they're able to keep their job, pay their fines, and at the same time uh, pay their debt to society. So that seems to be working out very well. Hmm, interesting. That's a, a very dynamic approach when you think about it, because it, it makes sense. You know, somebody gets a sixty-day thing, and and yeah. all of a sudden now their whole life is destroyed because they're set. How do you take yeah, because 60 it's days a cycle. Life, all of a right. sudden, you know, you, your employer, you know, you lost sixty days. You, they're not going to keep you, right. and uh, you know they need to do the work. So, and then all of a sudden you're out of work can't pay your bills and uh, all of a sudden you fall behind in all your bills and your and if you have a family mm-hmm. you know hey, hey you made a mistake right right and uh, you know these aren't um, you know these are again screened accordingly mm-hmm. these are first time offenders right nonviolent uh, drunk driving isn't even included in this you know uh, so there there's you know a couple of aspects to it but it's a mistake, mm. and we try to look at it as a mistake. Now, if you're a repeat offender, right. we don't give you a second bite at that apple. Right. You know, you go in and, and you serve your time just like everybody else. But 
for those who made a mistake, you know, we look uh, uh, upon them with some compassion, and I think the alternative sentence worked out well for us. Is there any statistic or feel for how many of those are first offenders and they never come back? I mean, they made their mistake and they're done? Yeah, uh, well, it's a new program, so we're about a year in with statistics. Last year we had over 68 participate in that program, and... um, uh, I think we've we've seen just under twenty back. Oh, okay. So uh, you know, you know, based on those numbers, I mean, I, I guess we're looking at about a twenty five percent. So about seventy five percent of those people we haven't seen uh, back in our facility. <laughs> right. And I don't want to see him back as sheriff. No. <laughs> you know, the last you know, I always joke with my friends. I said the last place I want to see him, my sheriff's officer, is over in the county. Uh, right. county correctional facility, you know, <laughs> only when you're touring. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, all right. So, so you go out to these business groups, you talk to them about these different things. Are there any specific programs that business owners can get involved in or get their employees involved in that the sheriff's office well, has? We, we, we have a whole volunteer program. Uh, we call it the Viscomp Volunteers. Uh, these, uh, we're up to 18. And when we talked about hours, I was just my, my staff meeting the other day, we were talking about the number of volunteer hours. And these are community volunteers mm-hmm. uh, you know they're looking for something to do um, we have a, and, and it varies we have some school teachers we have some retired um, um, persons that are that are uh, helpful to us but we have 18 volunteers and and so far to date since January 1st they put in over 900 hours Wow 18 uh, people 18 hours. people 900 hours of volunteer time and that's uh, anything uh, we, mostly we use them for our share safety programs we we, ha- we host over 22 programs in the sheriff's office for public safety and information, mm. whether it's safe internet surfing for seniors, uh, you know, teaching them how, you know, how not to be, uh, whether it's fraud, right. uh, we have uh, anti-fraud program about fo- phone scams and internet scams that attack our senior citizen uh, communities, mm-hmm. you know, so that they don't get caught up by fraudulent phone calls and scams, right. uh, and that you know that's certainly they something they can volunteer for as business owners. Uh, they, we welcome that because you know they bring with knowledge on the other side, on the transaction side. Mm. So you know they have the business transaction side that they can bring to the table and say, hey, you know, uh, we can inject that into uh, the programs. We send them out to our nine one one education programs for first graders and the ID cards. Uh, all our volunteers are obviously all have background checks and are trained at our Citizens Police Academy. And uh, they do all our uh, ID cards. So if mm-hmm. we do the youth ID card for kids or right. uh, adults, you know, that tend to wander. I mean, these are great programs that we run out of the sheriff's officers. And uh, yeah, certainly there's volunteer opportunities, and we welcome that. That's great. Well, there you go, business owners. If you're uh, thinking about how could I participate or how could your employees participate in something that would help your community, you certainly can call the sheriff's office and get more information. We have more to talk about with our guest, Sean Golding. Uh, Golden, as we're coming into the uh, home stretch of the last part of the show, I know it always goes so quick. But you're listening to Tandem Radio Live, and I just again want to remind you, tandemradio.com is the place for powerful business resources. You can go there and find out all kinds of great information. The scriptures today, Proverbs 2.11, discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Well, we're trying to give you a better understanding of uh, the opportunities that are out there to be safe. And uh, discretion, of course, is so important when it comes to safety issues, especially in and around your community and in and around your business as well. And uh, we have so much more to touch on. So stay tuned to Tandem Radio Live. We'll be back right after this break. SAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? 
You can let CSAVSystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, csavsystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialistnj.com. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Athletes in Action, what a great organization. If you haven't checked them out yet, you need to. You need to check all our sponsors out. They are uh, uh, good Christian business owners and and organizations that uh, I know you would get a lot out of. So uh, take the time to check them out at TandemRadio.com. You listen to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin. We call this the good news on business because we're focused on God's Word and how it can help you in your business. And today we're talking to Monmouth County Sheriff Sean Golden, and uh, the concept is to protect and serve today. So, Sean, we're talking about so many different topics. I, I want to talk about two things in this segment. The first one is nine one one. The second one is nine eleven. So, sure, it's kind of, but sure. let's start with nine one one. I know you oversee the nine one one services, and there's certain things businesses could do to to make that service better for them, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, our nine one one communication center is uh, well. That's always nonstop activity. We have seventy five dedicated operators over there, around the clock. Um, we did over half a million nine one one calls last year in the county. Wow! And uh, we're on track to beat that this year. So, um, you know. Uh, one of the things we encourage for our business owners, and particularly when I go out and meet with the groups, is that to make sure that you're registered in the system with your business name. You know, some, oh, so key. many times we see changes in, 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 in especially the strip malls mm-hmm. or the shopping centers that, you know, there's changes of businesses, but the name doesn't always, you know, translate into the address. And right. so, uh, you know, we always encourage uh, them to contact our communications division and make sure that their their name and uh, contact information is in our system. So, um, you know, that's encouraging. Um, you know, we, we continue on with that message. I mean, you know, for instance, we're, we're home to, uh, you know, one of the largest malls in Freehold Raceway Mall. Mm. And the same thing, uh, we want to make sure that all the first responders get to the, the, the store inside the mall right. as it's located. So we want to make sure that the business name pops up properly and the address pops up. And, and the same thing with the outlet malls in Tinton Falls. Uh, mm. We have the largest, one of the largest outdoor outlet malls in the state here in Tinton Falls. And we want to make sure that those businesses, 
you know, are, are populated right in the system so that we can get the, the necessary response there when it when it's time for emergency. And, you know, when people are dying on 911, it's not the time to find out right. that that business didn't, doesn't exist or went out of business and that store is something different, you know, and, and the employee's calling saying, hey, um, at XYZ Business, and, you know, we, we come to find out in the system that, that you know, that store changed hands, yeah. you know, a couple months ago. So, uh, you know, we encourage that and, and we encourage that preparation and make sure that that works. And, and another thing with businesses is uh, VoIP phones. Right. Um, voice over internet phones. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of voice over internet, particularly in uh, you know a lot of the uh, high rise business locations, right. um, because it's it's you know less expensive to put that type of phone system in. Mm-hmm. But does that make it back to our 911 center? Uh, oh, you know okay. now most phone companies like Vonage and and Comcast they're supposed to make sure it, it is addressed that way. Right. Uh, but when you call 911 from a voice phone inside an office building. Um, you know, uh, doesn't always come back. Uh, so we want to make yeah, sure that that's properly mapped so that we get to the uh, location. Now it. they can get this registration form on your website. Yeah, they uh, can contact. There's a uh, actually communications division nine one one coordinator um, listed on the uh, on the website, and okay. they can contact him and his emails on there too. And you can just shoot him an email so they can check right. uh, the businesses. Now, don't call 911, folks, and no, say, can yeah, I no, have a I registration always, form? I always, <laughs> I always say that. No, call the non-emergency number right, for communications, exactly, and it's, exactly. that's listed on my website as well. Okay, good. Well, you know, it's so important people don't realize 911, you know, obviously when you need it is, uh, you know, response time is the most critical sure. thing. And uh, so if you're not registered and you haven't taken the time to register your business, you need to take that time, especially if you're in a multiple location, yeah. you know, facility. What is like one of the most common things people should know about when they actually have to call nine one one? Always the location. I mean, uh, you know, we always answer the phone by saying nine one one. Where's your emergency? Not okay. what's your emergency, because we want to get your location pinpointed immediately, mm-hmm. and then you know, the nine one one operator will ask you a series of questions after that. So you know, we always say, "Where's your emergency?" Okay. Um, now we've implemented some technology with cell phones for GPS right. that allows us to. Put on a map uh, your GPS uh, cell phone mm-hmm. for you know that call and allows it to plot to a map and that's worked out well for us and it's accurate to within three meters so wow. you know generally that's uh, but we you know we get a lot of those calls we we have passerbys on the parkway that you know they don't know the county they don't know their town right you know they just happen to be passing through and say I don't know really where I am and you know so that. It helps us, you know, in, in getting a location for them. But we always start with where's your location. That's the most important. And then obviously uh, anything that's pertinent information to what, what type of injury or incident you have going on mm. there and um, your name and callback number. And, you know, uh, the new the new smartphones uh, actually block out your uh, cell phone for five minutes so that 911 can call you back. Uh, so, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No so if you ever called 911 from your cell phone, and uh, I did actually uh, a couple months ago. I happened to be passing by a car fire, and there was nobody around it. And I said, "Wow, look at this! It actually blocks out your phone for several minutes, and you know it says uh, unable to make phone calls." No until, kidding. Yeah, wow. for nine one one, so that we can, you know, our nine one one operators can call you back. So obviously, we only encourage using nine one one in the event of emergency, um, but. It's uh, it's a great you know it really is a great system. We made some modifications and and the new technology uh, you know at phase two will call for text messaging and video so that somebody oh. can send you a, a nine one one operator picture, Show picture of the incident and and send the text message. I mean really really crazy stuff in terms of technology. But you know we always invest in the technology over there because it's 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 worth the life as we say. So when it comes to calling nine one one, talk about discretion. 
figure out where you are, yeah. be calm, and be ready to report exactly what you see and yeah. how you see it. And most importantly, don't call 911 if it's not an emergency. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're going to take a quick call, Sean, because uh, um, our friend Monica Vermeulen, who uh, was actually on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, is out on the road, and she's just calling in uh, to talk about something that she's got going on next week that I'm very excited about. So I'm going to take a, a real quick minute to say hello to Monica, because I know she listens all the time, and uh, uh, I'm also excited about her event next week, and it happens to be right in my backyard in your old hometown. Yeah. So I thought I'd take that, and then we're going to wrap up with Sean with a, a couple of things. So, Monica, are you there? Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing great, Monica. Good to hear from you. Uh, just real quick, because we're coming in the end of the show and tight on time. What do you got going on next weekend? Okay, we have a Colts Neck Barn and Winery tour next Saturday, September 10th. We're going to be uh, touring six of the most exclusive barns in Colts Neck. Um, great opportunity. Um, you can get tickets for this on our website or calling the foundation, which is AshleyLaurenFoundation.org or 732-414-1625. Uh, the tour will be followed by a barbecue and a hoedown at so, Buxmo Park. So AshleyLauren.com, right? No, no. AshleyLaurenFoundation.org. Oh, sorry. There you go. I want to get that again. Say that again. AshleyLaurenFoundation.org. Okay, good. And the phone number one more time? 732-414-1625. Great. And, of course, you're inviting Sean Golden to uh, the hoedown, too, right? Does he have to wear his <laughs> hey, straw hat? Hey, Monica, which, which, which barns are they? Hat. Yeah. Which hat. You have Big Brook, Big Brook Barn on there or no? Uh, no, actually, we don't. Not not this time All around. Right. <laughs> so uh, these are six exclusive barns. I want to tell you, if you if you know if you have any interest in horses or ever drove by a farm and saw a horse and you got excited, you need to come out and uh, check this out because this is amazing. I mean, some of these barns, uh, I trade in my house and live in one of those stalls, yeah, right, yeah, Sean? No question. Col Colts Neck has some of the best in the state. <laughs> it's yes, incredible. Monica, it's so good to hear okay. from you. Uh, thank do, you. Be well. We're going to be praying that you have uh, continued success with the foundation and that you have have a great, great uh, uh, event next week, and I'll see you there. Great. God bless. Take God, care. God bless you. Uh, real quick, because we're coming into the last few minutes, Sean. Um, next weekend, you got a busy, busy weekend. Uh, you know, we just talked about nine one one. Let's talk real quick about nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven, sure. Um, you know, and and God bless those families that are going to go through their tenth uh, year anniversary mm -hmm. here of their loss. Uh, so many people, and particularly in Monmouth County, as you know, right. Uh, we've had so many commuters up up to the city and uh, that sustain losses. And, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are, are with them always, uh, but particularly on this uh, upcoming uh, weekend, this solemn weekend of 9-11. And uh, there are a number of ceremonies. The, the county has their um, big ceremony on Mount Mitchell. It overlooks the city mm -hmm. uh, there. It overlooks uh, Ground Zero. And, uh, you know, always a, a solemn ceremony up there, and, and, and we're looking forward, and I'm honored to uh, be there. And I think I lead off with the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, they wow. gave me that honor this year. And so, um, you know, we're certainly honored to be there. I mean, so many people that we knew, um, myself uh, included, uh, you know, Fred Marone, which was, he was the mm -hmm. director of the Port Authority. He was a teacher of my Fairleigh Dickinson class, uh, oh, wow. my master's class, uh, you know, God bless him. Um, you know, there's, it just goes on and on. Everybody right. has a story. Everybody has a connection. And I think it's important that we all reach out and, and make sure that we touch uh, somebody from uh, one of the families uh, that were affected and, you know, just uh, put our arm around them in, in 10 years. I, I can't believe how fast it went, really. But it's, uh, you know, uh, there's a bunch of ceremonies and we're looking forward to them. We're going to post those up on our website as well. I know the county was posting them up and uh, every town's having ceremonies. So it's going to be a busy weekend next weekend. 
And, um, you know, I, I actually look forward to, you know, uh, assisting uh, those families in, in need again and, and praying with them and, you know, um, taking some uh, homage with them. So Way to go. Yeah. Well, you heard it directly from the top uh, law enforcement officer in Monmouth County. Get out there, find a family that was uh, impacted by 9-11 and uh, uh, give them some loving and uh, give them some prayer for sure this week and uh, uh, let them remember that God's love is here for them and comforting them. So uh, we give um, all that to all those people who are out there and we thank God for comforting them at that time of need. Sean, I want to thank you for coming in. Glenn, thank you again. God bless. Thank Thank you. Again, you have so much information and made the show go so quick today. So a lot of fun. And we'll be back here, I'm sure, in the future. Wish you and your wife and children a great holiday weekend. Uh, And all of you have a safe and healthy and happy holiday weekend. I hope you don't need your local sheriff's office this weekend uh, and that you have a good and safe weekend. God bless you all. We'll be back here next Saturday. Again, I want to thank the team for pitching in and doing such a great job today as well. Robert, thanks for the cues. And Jenna, thanks for being where you need to be. And John, as always, the technical stuff was perfect. We'll see you all back here next Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on The Bridge FM. You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a tandem radio live broadcast heard here on The Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week and remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way.